Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It's a very interesting story from NBC News. And it says, inside a Biden White House adrift, amid a rolling series of calamities and sinking approval ratings, the president's feeling lately is that he just can't catch a break. And that angst is rippling through his party. It's actually interesting that NBC would write this. It, 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 shows, a, uh, it shows a bit of maturity in the reporting process. It also sets forth a certain series of facts. And one of those is that Joe Biden was never a man of talent and skill. He never had strong organizational uh, abilities. And he is surrounded by people who feel that they have to run the show for him, and this is frustrating. We spoke, and we have spoken, about the amount of times that this White House will say, well, what he really meant was, and try and cover for him from his statements. And this is bothering him greatly. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Always a pleasure, guys. 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. 833-468-8669. Remember, he's a he's a straight-talking guy. He's just going to give you the truth. For real. It's no joke. He's just going to give you the, 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 the straight poop. Right? Just just like his, his dad when growing up at the, table, at the table there in Scranton. Right? He got the, got the, got the straight poop from his dad. His dad is my his hero. His hero was his dad. Always talked straight. Gave it to him straight. And that's just like he gives it to the American people. Gives it to you straight. And yet every time he speaks, it'll be about policy, whether it be about um, the, the uh, conversation with Taiwan. You always have uh, the, these aides running in saying, well, what he really meant. And covering his tracks, covering his ineptitude. And this is frustrating because the only thing worse than being inept is your staff pointing out how inept you are. Now, one of the things that I don't pay attention to, I, I refuse to get uh, uh, bogged down in, is I don't want to hear the president talk about how tough it is. After all, look at all the calamities at his feet. You ran for office. COVID was right there in front of you, and you ran for office. As a matter of fact, you called Donald Trump a murderer and said that you were going to shut down COVID, not the country. That's what you told us. That's what he told you, me, and we. And he didn't do it. So no one cares that if if this COVID thing has been a problem for you. More people died under Joe Biden than died under Donald Trump. No one cares that... Uh, this is somehow bad politically for you. You took the gig. Nobody wants to hear your bitching. Th- those are just the facts. But it gets into the idea that there might be a shakeup in the West Wing. And that's the right move because you take a guy like Ron Klain, the White House Chief of Staff. It's embarrassing. You couldn't do a worse job than this. Ron Klain got to the show and could not deliver. I think that's obvious. 
People close to the White House are saying they've heard that Ron Klain will depart some point after the midterms and that he has been discussing it. It has come up. And then there's the idea of successors. People like Anita Dunn is a name uh, that, that comes up. And there are going to be some other people that come up. There's the conversation that when uh, Terry McAuliffe lost Virginia governor's race because he didn't understand the people and didn't think the parents should have a say in their kids' education, he went to the White House and said, oh, you got to give me a job, you know, senior advisor, cabinet secretary, chief of staff, you know, whatever, just got to hook me up, got to save me from myself. So they interviewed more than two dozen current and former officials and lawmakers, congressional aides, and, 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 and others. So what's interesting is this line here. Biden is annoyed that he wasn't alerted sooner about the baby formula shortage and that he got his first briefing in the past month, even though the crisis had been long in the making. Now... Did we or did we not hear from Jen Lyersaki that the administration had been working on this for months? Of course we did. That's exactly what we were told. We were told that the administration was on top of it. The administration was was working on it. The administration had, had you know, they, they've been all about it. All about it. But uh, I guess that's not true. If Joe Biden didn't know about it until recently. Joe Biden didn't know until this past month there was a shortage. That's a real problem. That's really ugly. Beyond policy, Biden is unhappy about a pattern that has developed inside the West Wing. He makes a clear and succinct statement, only to have aides rush to explain that he actually meant something else. The so-called cleanup campaign, he has told advisors, undermines him and smothers the authenticity that fueled his rise. Worse, it feeds a Republican talking point that he's not fully in command. Now... Let me speak not as the president of the United States, although, let me tell you, I'd be an awesome president. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'd be, we would, there would be brisket smoking every day in the South Lawn. Winter, too. I, oh, absolutely. It'd be part of my meat is good campaign, and we'd be feeding people all across Washington, D.C., all across the country. That, that, it'd be absolutely part of my program. Absolutely. But, uh, but we'll get into that later, my, my running for president. And producer Ari desperately wants to be my chief of staff. I'm staying 100 feet away from that, Joe. Or are you my press secretary? Which one are you? Um, which one's easier? Oh, neither. Then neither. I don't I, want I would, I would say chief of staff over press secretary, really. You know, do you really want to face the press every single day? No. Right. So press secretary it is. They, All there right. You they, 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 there you go. There you go. I run a small business. No matter what you think of, of, of what I do and, and all the radio shows and t- TV stuff and, and, and books, it's a small business. It, it is what it is. We're actually trying to grow it right now, and I've had to teach myself 
how to grow it, and I've had to look for help in the right places to, to do so. you got to know what you're good at and know what you're not good at. But let's say I was putting out content, Content X, and one of my people every day on Content X was in the, in the comments saying, well, this isn't really what Tony meant. How soon would it take for me to fire them? And the answer is, it wouldn't take long. So explain to me why it is that Joe Biden can't fire the aides who are undercutting him, undermining him, smothering his authenticity, which he views as a value proposition to his, his future and his legacy. I have read this statement now a dozen times, and I can't figure it out, guys. I'm asking you, when you're at the dining room table tonight, you're on a bar stool in the cigar lounge later this afternoon, you're hanging with somebody at, at, at work or, or wherever, you're, you're, at, you're at your bowling league. I exp- Read that statement. Biden is unhappy about a pattern that has developed inside the West Wing. He makes a clear and succinct statement only to have aides rush to explain that he actually meant something else. The so-called cleanup campaign, as he has told advisors, undermines him and smothers the authenticity that fueled his rise. Worse, it feeds a Republican talking point that he's not fully in command. What feeds that he's not fully in command is that he isn't firing these people. Why not? I, I will admit, and I think you would admit too, that while we may all be some level of of junkie, right, political junkie, many people are part of the show, part of the program, because they're not. They're just trying to get some of the base information that's out there. And all right, what is Tony talking about, and 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 how does it connect? And 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 I'm bringing all the data to it. I have read that as I said a dozen times. I can't figure out why he's not firing anybody. What am I missing? I do this for a living. I do this more than most. I can't figure that one out. And I want a CEO or a business owner to explain to me why he can't fire these people. You know, one of the conversations I love, uh, I know Gary Venuchuk has this conversation, Gary V, as, as you might see his videos. It's about firing people and firing your best people if they don't fit the culture. Poisonous people are indeed poison. It doesn't matter if they could do a great job with this or that. If they aren't part of the culture that you're trying to build, well, then they're valueless. You, you, oh, they're your best salesman, but they're your most problematic salesman. There, there's, there's a, a give and take here. No, you don't always just put up with it. If someone is undercutting you as the boss, how do you keep them? I mean, we're past politics here. We're into the, what is this? What is it that I'm missing about this story? It doesn't look good if he fires them. The article starts with the idea of cleaning house and getting a new chief of staff. Cleaning house happens. 
except when Trump cleans house, it was always about disarray in the White House. Oh, the disarray in the White House. Well, there's disarray in the White House. The White House is in disarray. Chaos in the White House. White House chaos coming up. They always had a story about the damn chaos. Joe Biden is publicly upset with the people who are undercutting him, and he doesn't fire those people. What the hell is going on there? I'm telling you, this piece is pretty good because here's another part. Biden's angst is rippling through the party. Democratic lawmakers are sparring among themselves and blaming the White House for their dim prospects in November. Representative Stephanie Murphy of Florida, Democrat out of Florida, said that the White House has failed to put forward what she calls a quote-unquote intellectually honest plan to combat inflation. If I sound frustrated, it's because I hear from my constituents. They're struggling. This is not a time for political games. It's not a time for finding boogeymen. Dude, that's crazy honest. That's a crazy honest statement. Say what you will about NBC and oh, I have said plenty. This, what I have just shared with you, that's straight up fact. As for his ratings, Biden's frustration is growing. He's now lower than Trump, and he's really twisted about it. Because Biden all his life has been told what a great guy is. Oh, Joe, you're just a great guy. Oh, Uncle Joe, you're just a kooky little nutty kook. Tell me again about corn pop. Uh, you got the hair on your legs? Oh, look at those, look at those legs. Lamar, look at his hairy legs. Uh, oh, they get blonde in the sun. Every day is just, you know, oh, that's just Joe. Do, 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 do. Yet, why don't people like me? If I'm just Joe, why don't people like me? Because they can't feed their kids, Joe. And they don't trust you to run a country, Joe. Just like they aren't going to trust Secretary Lloyd Austin meeting with his Chinese counterpart, to talk about Taiwan and who knows what else. I've got that story. you got to check out this NBC story. I'll post it on the Facebook page and at TonyKatz.Locals.com. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Thirteen point five seven pounds before trimming, which I think I took off a pound. Maybe a little bit more. 16 hours on the smoker. I can do some brisket, kids. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Oh, producer Ari, I can crush. Damaging work I can do to a brisket. That's how good it was. Now, I had done, uh, last time I had really done a full brisket was, was Thanksgiving. And what happened was, was I, I don't think I trimmed it enough. And it never stalled. The stall is, you know, the brisket's big muscle, and, and it starts, you know, at a certain temperature, about 160, 165 internal temperature. It starts pushing out moisture. And so it counteracts the heat of the smoker. And so the temperature internally doesn't go up. It's called the stall. And it's super annoying. And sometimes it can take quite a few hours to get past that. That's why people wrap their brisket. So what happens is that you're keeping the moisture inside, so therefore you're getting the heat to rise, but less smoke is penetrating the butcher paper, 
So you are you stop basically with the bark. You're still creating heat. You're still getting a cook inside, but you really stop anything having to do with charring uh, the, the the bark, the outside of of the brisket, etc. Well, when I did it back uh, Thanksgiving, I mean it went right past the stall, and I never should have wrapped it. But I did wrap it because I was used to a system, and while I had some lovely flavor, I didn't have the right texture. I didn't have the right feel. This one, I think I carved a little bit better. I think I paid a little bit better attention to the heat. And when I saw, again, wasn't really getting a stall, and I would do it at 225, I brought the heat down to 200 for a few hours. Woo, that's right on the edge. I know it. I know it, but I'm like, I needed to... It, it was it was moving too quick. I need I, I it just didn't feel right. And then after about like two and a half hours, I brought it back to two twenty five, and then I got I got the two oh four internal. And once you and, and I I well I kind of can judge things with 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 a finger, oh, an old school way. I can do that with steak, no question. I can tell if your steak is rare or if it's well done with a touch. I've got that skill set. Um, trust the probe, really trust the technology that's out there today. Now, for the people who are really old school and they're doing it with wood and, and, and they're judging the fire and the airflow, like that's a special kind of thing in and of itself. But 16 hours, actually it was 16 and a half hours, if we're, if we're clear, of smoke. Uh, the rub is, is a one-to-one uh, kosher salt and black pepper, a half cup of each. Interesting. And so I'm not 100% sure if I'm right about that. I actually think I would, I, I, I would, I think I'd like a little more salt and I want to see what other kind of peppers I want to try. Um, I think I would have gone with a little more salt there, maybe a one and a half to one. I don't think I would have done less pepper. I think I just would have done a little more salt. Huh. Fair um, enough. If you like it, you like it. And I also, I did the rub 24 hours prior. So it was Got in to. the fridge. Got to. With, you have to, right? You're getting a little bit of moisture out there. You're, you're kind of solidifying it in. It's, it's, it's pretty important to get things to hold. So it was a full 24 hours, then brought it to room temperature, then onto the, onto the smoker. Um, but the cut was perfect. And the only thing is that I wish I had wrapped it an hour later because I think I would have gotten a little more firmness on the bark uh, of the brisket, and that would have made it just perfect. It was superior. It was excellent. I am proud. I fed a lot of people yesterday. It was good. I'm, I'm like two little steps away from having the basic brisket, for, for me, perfected. And then I'm going to start trying some things because coffee rubs are in my future. Got to do it. I think it's going to work. I actually want to try coffee and cayenne. That's the the mix I'm interested in. Someone will tell me what they think of that. Facebook, ah, screw those people. TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today. Kanye just lost his divorce lawyer. His fourth divorce lawyer. Oh, this this can't be easy. Samantha Spector filing the motion to be relieved as counsel. There's been an irreconcilable breakdown in the attorney-client relationship. So she's like, I gotta, I gotta go. I can't, uh, I cannot, um be a part of uh, such a thing. He's got a, a new lawyer. I believe this is lawyer number five. 
here's the, 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 the question. Are they all crazy because it sells? Or are they crazy? And do you need to be crazy to have, to be talented? Well, Kanye's also has, like, I mean, he's also bipolar and doesn't take medicine. Yeah, but I'm, I'm discussing it in its larger celebrity kind of, of, of thing. Is, is it real? Is it an act? Or, or I mean, you're, you're talking about in Kanye's case, these, these things. Or is it, well, there's always something about creative types that has them a little bit off and they're not easy to deal with. Oh, yeah, correct. 100%. So. The, I, uh, the eccentric I, ones. Right? Speaking of the eccentric ones, uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband hit with a DUI. He's in his Porsche, his 2021 Porsche. He gets hit by a 2014 Jeep in Yountville. Put that aside just for a, a moment. The, tr- the guy in the 2014 Jeep, he's sent on his way. Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, he is booked for DUI. Now, if this was a Republican... It's all you would be hearing about. Even on Memorial Day weekend, it wouldn't matter. This would be the entirety of the conversation. You're not hearing anything really about it. It happened and it's over. And her team put out, the speaker will not be commenting on this private matter, which occurred while she was on the East Coast. Not only is it private, I wasn't anywhere near this thing. Yountville. Yountville is the home. Yountville's in Napa Valley. Yountville is crazy stupid money. And Yountville is the home of French Laundry. French Laundry, you've heard French Laundry. French Laundry is one of the premier restaurants in the United States. Top five, any time of day you're talking about it. Any time of day, French Laundry is listed in the top five restaurants in the country maybe around the globe. That's the restaurant where Gavin Newsom went without wearing a mask while he was telling everybody else that they have to stay home and wear a mask or they might die. By the way, Gavin Newsom tests positive for COVID-19. I guess he should have worn that mask at French Laundry. And I find it amazing, personally, that he's got COVID, considering he's vaccinated and boosted. Because I thought that if you were vaccinated and boosted, you know, that, that, that took care of everything. Once you're vaccinated and boosted, it's all good. All set. You're all done. And I guess that's, that's no longer true. But the big stories that have been going on are the Biden administration very focused on undoing the Second Amendment. They're very focused, and the political woke, very focused on doing away with the Second Amendment. And this is, is, is the clip of clips. This is the audio of audio. This is Joe Biden at his absolute, what the hell is he talking about? Joe Biden not only discussing the problem with the Second Amendment, well, you got to hear it to believe it. I asked him, I said, what's the difference? 
The nine millimeter is a high caliber, a, 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 a semi-automatic, like I'm wearing on my hip right now, is a high caliber weapon? You know, I talk about myself as a Second Amendment guy and never talk about myself as a gun guy. There are people, man, do they love firearms. They're investors, they're collectors, they know everything, they know when uh, changes were made and the differences in this, that, and the other. Hearing Joe Biden refer to 9mm as high caliber is sending those guys into fits. And he goes into a follow-up conversation. That, remember, the Second Amendment was never absolute. You couldn't buy a cannon when the Second Amendment was passed. What? I'm pretty sure that when the, the Constitution was put into effect with the Second Amendment, which was part of the Bill of Rights and part of the deal, uh, uh, let, I mean, it, it's not like it came down the road later. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could still get a cannon. I'm pretty sure you could still get a cannon. I'm looking for a cannon right now. I've been looking for a cannon for a couple of years now. I'm looking for like a Civil War field cannon. That that's what I want. Oh yeah, it's going right in the front of the house, letting everybody know that we are not to be messed with. So what is he talking about? You couldn't buy a cannon when the Second Amendment was passed. You couldn't go out and purchase a lot of weapon. And those who, not many are saying anymore, but it was a while there when people were actually saying that, you know, the tree of liberty is watered with the blood of patriots. And what we have is to actually be able to take on the government when they're wrong. Well, to do that, you need an F-15. He's quoting... Oh, God, let's break this down just a little bit. He's quoting Eric Swalwell, who said, what makes you think you could take on the government? We have nukes. He actually said that, did Congressman Eric Swalwell, a guy who totally did not have sex with a Chinese communist spy because he wasn't man enough to bang the spy that was sent to America to bang him. I'm sorry, uh, too, too much of a visual? No? Yes? Can I, can I, get, a, can I get a ruling on that? Oh, God! Okay, thank you. As for the Tree of Liberty, the Tree of Liberty must be replenished from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It is its natural manure. That's what Thomas Jefferson said in a letter to, I believe it was the son-in-law of John Adams. That letter and that quote has been... um, moved and massaged and and maneuvered many, many ways because it made an argument or some people take it to make an argument that Thomas Jefferson was not making the statement uh, for rebellion, but rather making a statement in opposition to rebellion. 
And specifically, he was discussing Shays' Rebellion. The federal government taking, you know, uh, making moves on farmers and farmers saying we can't make a living. So they basically tried to take over a courtroom, a courthouse. I'm, give, I'm giving the, the poor man's version uh, of that. Forgive me. And that what he was discussing was that, you know, Shays' Rebellion was, 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 was not a high point, but we could survive uh, the, the, these kinds of things. And there are some people out there who are always up for the fight. Which is interesting. It's Thomas Jefferson. We had just engaged this fight with, with King George. You would think he's a guy who was about the fight. His argument, it would seem, was the idea that there's a difference between the fighting of King George, the fighting of the oppression of Britain, and fighting the newly formed nation that you want to grow and prosper. That we have ways, and we built the ways based on the horror show that was King George uh, and, 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 and being under that rule to ensure a better way of doing things. You don't need rebellion. You just need to go about the better way of doing it. It's an interesting argument. But in other letters that he sent, specifically to James Madison, and Madison's role in the founding of, of, of our country is... Well, just incredible, because James Madison is the Constitution. Thomas Jefferson is the Declaration. And part of the reason that Jefferson wasn't there in the, in the real details of the Constitution is because he was in France, uh, get, getting help, getting dollars, getting all sorts of things. France is where he, I believe he was, and John Adams was in, was in uh, parts of Britain, I believe. He could have also been in parts of France. And so he was communicating by letter and, and gave thoughts here and, 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 and there. But in, his, in, in letters to Madison, he was discussing that, you know, there, there is a place for, for, for the fight. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I'm not so sure that, that Thomas Jefferson didn't mean that the Tree of Liberty must be watered from time to time, must be replenished or refreshed, I should say, refreshed from time to time uh, with the blood of uh, patriots and tyrants. So the, the refreshed line is interesting because it wasn't watered, it was refreshed. And it was indeed not tyrants and patriots, it was patriots and tyrants. And you, you realize two things. That if if we're going to 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 think that he he saw that that you know in order to be to be free you, you sometimes have to fight for it. You having to fight for it is you putting yourself on the line, literally putting your your life on the line, willing to bleed for the thing. So if if you're talking about refreshing a tree, the blood is the refreshment. You giving of yourself is the refreshment. You are the thing that allows the tree to grow, and you are also the tree. I mean, that's pretty heady. You are the thing that allows for the growth of this, of this liberty, and you are the one who benefits from the liberty. You, you refresh the tree, and you are the tree. And your future, your progeny are the tree. That's, dude, that's. That is some heavy stuff right there. So I, uh, well, I, I would listen to historians uh, engage this with me. I have never been so someone who thinks that this was just a kind of a shot to the people who always want to fight. It is its natural manure, like he, you know, like a throwaway line. It's, it's a, 
uh, you know, the, the tree of liberty being refreshed. <laughs> Look at these people. I don't think, I, I honestly don't believe that that is how it is meant in, in, in the long term. And I've often taken that quote and I've compared it to um, the story of the Exodus, the Jews and, and the escaping of, 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 Egypt, of, of Egypt and the story of Passover. Freedom is not free in every generation. It must be one anew. That's, that's the line. The, the lines are so remarkably close that I always assumed that there was some level of cribbing going on. I can be proven wrong on that as well, but to, to my mind, that was the, the, the connection. This idea of, well, you don't have a right to the gun. The Second Amendment's not absolute. You, 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 how dare you think that you should just be able to have a firearm? Well, I, I dare think that I should be allowed to have a firearm. And the person who said it better than me is Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, Winsome Sears. She was on Fox, and man, this is remarkable. You know, when I was at the NRA, I saw mothers and daughters young young daughters and grandmothers and all they want is to be able to protect themselves the nra was started by union veterans who saw that the forces were lacking in their skill and they just wanted to be sure that people would be able to protect themselves as well and i have a second amendment right you know uh, to have the, the, the guns that I have, and nobody's going to take that from me because the first segment of, of a demographic of people who had their guns taken away were black people. Martin Luther King Jr. wanted a concealed carry permit, and he was denied because they said he didn't have good character. <laughs> what we learn from history, folks, is that we never learn from history. And we're not going back there. But more than that, we have a First Amendment right. This is America. You hear this? It's the sound of liberty. Let's not use the things that have happened to us to divide us anymore. Yeah. Let's just come together. Because you know what? If we come to find the wrong problem, we're going to come up with the wrong solutions, and it's going to continue. That's so, that, that is so true. We have to, fathers uh, who aren't, aren't home. We have emasculated our men. Our children are at stake. You notice that these shooters, they have had family problems. The Parkland shooter, 37 times police were called to his home. It's not the gun. That's the Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. I swear to you, I vote for her for anything right now. Just based on that. Wasn't the gun. It's not the gun. And Joe Biden is so disconnected from reality and from decency as to be believed on the subject. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.